Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. This is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, February 2nd, and I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. Let's start with some news around baseball because Major League Baseball said the league will start spring training and the regular season as scheduled. After negotiations with the MLB Players Association did not reach any agreement to delay the start of the season, the Players Union basically rejected a proposal by the league to delay the start of the season, offering no counterproposal during their negotiations yesterday. So now February 17th is when teams will report to spring training. April 1st is still set for opening day. Remember, we talked on the Buzzcast yesterday that Major League Baseball proposed a 154-game schedule that would pay the players for 162 games and delay the start of training camp until March 22nd and the start of the season until April 28th. So really pushing everything back about five weeks. But the union did not like that proposal. They were very concerned about the power they thought it would grant Commissioner Rob Manfred in terms of canceling games in the event of a potential COVID-19 outbreak. So now players, like I said, did not submit any counterproposal to MLB's original offer from Friday. So now, with the schedule set, starting spring training on February 17th, starting opening day on April 1st, the game will revert back to the same rules it had before last year. So they'll go back to the rules of no expanded postseason, no universal DH, no seven-inning doubleheaders, and no starting extra innings with a runner on second base because those are all part of the agreement that they had last season. So now, again, not back to square one, but staying on schedule. We'll see if negotiations continue. But right now, it looks like Major League Baseball starting spring training and its regular season as scheduled. Let's shift to college sports because the U.S. Supreme Court has set March 31st for oral arguments in a very important case. This is the NCAA versus Alston. This is a case that really could help shape the future of college sports. It could have significant impact on the name, image, and likeness legislation and on the student-athlete rights to earn compensation. So while oral arguments will be on March 31st, a decision is expected by late June. The NCAA filed its opening brief in the case yesterday. You can read all 65 pages of the brief on the Supreme Court's website. Let's shift to basketball news because I anticipate more stories like this in the future. The New York Post is reporting that minority investors in the Golden State Warriors are gearing up to sell a 5% stake in the team amid losses during the pandemic. The selling owners are seeking $200 million for their stake, according to the Post, which would give the Warriors a valuation of $5 billion. So now the identity of the sellers remains unclear. Who's not selling? Well, we know Joe Lacob is not selling. He is the majority owner. He owns the largest stake in the team at 35%. The Warriors have 15 investors in total. So why am I saying I could see more of this? A lot of owners 
want liquidity. A lot of owners, a lot of limited partners want to get out. They don't want any more cash calls, especially now during the pandemic where they're probably coming more frequently. So they want to try to get their cash and capital out of these teams. I bet you could see more deals like this from limited partners in the future. Let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl because our Austin Carr put together some pretty interesting numbers. May not surprise a lot of you, but when Tom Brady takes the field on Sunday, he will overtake LeBron James as the athlete who has been watched by more television viewers than any other athlete on record. Yes, more U.S. television viewers will see Tom Brady compete in a championship game than any other modern athlete. Right now, Brady's nine Super Bowl appearances have amassed nearly 900 million TV viewers. He's just behind LeBron James, who, of course, has 10 NBA final appearances to date, and he has drawn just over 900 million TV viewers. Either way, after Sunday, when we get the final number, Tom Brady will flirt with or pass one billion viewers who have watched him compete in a championship game. That's just the championship game. That's not including all the playoffs and all the regular season. So when you really think about it, a lot of eyes have watched Tom Brady compete in the last 20 years. Staying with the Super Bowl, our Bill King is reporting this morning that a record 7.6 million U.S. residents will bet on Super Bowl 55 through legal online sports books. That's an increase of 63%. That's according to a poll commissioned by the American Gaming Association conducted by Morning Consult. So why is that interesting? Well, again, that's through legal online sports books because so many states now have legal online books, including Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, Tennessee, and the jurisdiction of Washington, D.C. So with more legal online sports books, of course, more people are betting legally. But another note to consider for Sunday's game, while many more will bet legally, overall Super Bowl betting activity is expected to decline as a result of some closures of sports books because of COVID. Also, the expected reduced number of Super Bowl gatherings because of COVID. So overall sports betting likely to be down, but legal sports betting through online sports books expected to be up pretty dramatically. Let's shift to some news out of NASCAR that was announced yesterday. Joe Gibbs Racing has multi-year deals that they announced with both driver Denny Hamlin and key primary sponsor FedEx. FedEx will remain as the primary sponsor of Hamlin's number 11 Toyota for the vast majority of the 36 race season, but FedEx will not be on every race, so there's still a few slots for other partners to potentially step up and sponsor. Now, FedEx has been one of the biggest NASCAR team sponsors in the sport for years. They likely spend anywhere between 15 to $20 million a year. So for them to come back and continue to support Hamlin, continue to support Joe Gibbs Racing is very noteworthy. Now, we all know FedEx founder Fred Smith has been a longtime friend of team founder Joe Gibbs, and they both have ties to the Washington football team. Of course, Fred Smith is a minority owner of the Washington football team. For Denny Hamlin, this is a very big deal because this renewal with FedEx puts to rest any speculation that he was about to try and drive for his new team that is debuting this season, 2311 Racing, which he co-owns with Michael Jordan. So Hamlin FedEx staying with Joe Gibbs Racing in a big deal for NASCAR and Joe Gibbs Racing. What could be the next hot sport in terms of commercial activity? Well, private equity firm CVC Capital Partners is betting on volleyball. 
Yes, that's true. And when CVC puts their money to something, I'm always keeping an eye out for that. And reports out of Europe are that CVC is on the brink of a $300 million deal with volleyball's governing body, which is the International Volleyball Federation, FIVB. And CVC and the Federation will look to create Volleyball World. It's a new commercial entity that will work to generate a number of commercial deals around the sport. CVC identified volleyball as being ripe for international commercial expansion because the large number of its participants and fan base. So CVC Capital Partners looking to invest big in volleyball and create a commercial entity to sell sponsorship, media, and all types of commercial rights around the game of volleyball around the world. So keep your eye on that deal. Let's end with a couple of quick hitters. We know the LPGA is looking to find a successor to outgoing commissioner Mike Wan. Well, they have retained executive search firm Spencer Stewart to lead that search. The search for Wan's replacement is being led by the LPGA board of directors, but Spencer Stewart will take the first steps. Spencer Stewart led the search in 2009. That resulted in Mike Wan being hired as LPGA commissioner. Pete Derzitz, who was a longtime ESPN college sports executive, is leaving ESPN on April 1st, which will be his 31st anniversary with the company. Now, he is based in Charlotte. He has led ESPN's events team, which includes 35 owned and operated events. That's 17 bowl games, other college football games, and college basketball events. Very well regarded. Pete Derzitz leaving ESPN after 31 years at the company on April 1st. So we give him our best. And finally, we'll end with this. Some people commented that they enjoyed this last week, asked me to do it this week. Some of the most read stories in our daily content yesterday The most read story, negotiations between MLB and the Players Association about a possible delayed season. Second most read story, controversy around the Colorado Rockies over a trade over the weekend. Third most read story, Theo Epstein joining private equity firm Arctos Sports Partners. The fourth most read story was Jason Wright's interview with Axios. And the fifth most read story was Golf Channel President Mike McCarley leaving the network sometime in the spring. And the print product at Sports Business Journal, the most read story was also about Mike McCarley. And the second most read story was the story by Michael Smith that talked to a number of Ivy League alumni in the sports business who are pushing the Ivy League to returning to play in terms of their intercollegiate athletics. And the third most read story was a survey about U.S. and Canadian fans very cautious about returning to sports venues even after the vaccine. And the fourth most read story, our new partnership with Boardroom and an op-ed by Boardroom founder and 35 Ventures co-founder Rich Kleiman about trends he's watching in the sports business for 2021. So that is your morning buzzcast on a busy Tuesday. It's February 2nd. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I will speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.